Hi, I'm Kayla Bren, your host of Discovering the Balance. Today is May 17th, 2021, and this is episode 5. I am recording inside of, of course, Diesel Dolly, the truck, and I am currently in Abiquiu Lake, New Mexico. Um, episode 4 left off. We were leaving Mancos, Colorado with a pit stop in Durango, and then straight on down to New Mexico. And this week was intended to be a leisure week for us. We have a busy few weeks about to come up, so we knew we needed to take one week off and just kind of enjoy the RV lifestyle. So in this episode, it will be a little bit different from the norm, but I actually have found somewhat of a direction for the podcast, and I wanted to loop everybody in. So tune in for what's next. On this episode of Discovering the Balance, it's going to be a little bit different than what you will normally find. I am a big advocate that time is our most valuable resource. We cannot make more of it, and it just seems to be flying by. So I am team only be here and listen if you are interested and if you feel like it's something that benefits you. If it's not, please go somewhere else. (laughs) There is so much out there to listen and to learn and to grow on a daily basis. So I encourage everyone to just choose their, spend their time wisely. And if this is not it for you on a certain day, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I am not doing this for numbers. So with that being said, as I started this podcast, I honestly had no idea what I was even getting into. I just knew that God had been putting on my heart for a couple of years now that I needed to use my voice and to share my story. Um, Not saying that my story is super unique. Everybody's story is super unique. It's just the fact that we all have things that tie us together and really we have so much more in common than we think. It just takes us actually having conversations. If you know me well, you know I do not like social media. (laughs) Like I don't like it at all. I am posting on the one day of the week just because I know it's the best way to communicate with most of the people that I know, which I kind of hate that even still. Maybe I need to do an email list. Who knows? But my point being is that I think social media has made all of us so accustomed to putting what we think, putting out there what we think people are going to like or love or comment or share. And it's an exhausting life to be living something where you feel like you always have to put out there what is popular or what is going to be liked. When behind closed doors, I think the majority of us can say that most of life is not glamorous like Instagram makes it look like. So here on the podcast, I always want to keep it real and be really forthright with what my intentions are. So I had no idea what direction I would take the podcast, but I just kind of let, I really let procrastination lead the way, which made me realize like there are three things that I'm really passionate about sharing here on this podcast. So the first and foremost is our story. So first episode and then the fourth episode 
each chronologically told the story of how we got on the road and then now our life on the road. And I am doing that by a one month chunk at a time. So every third episode, you can expect to hear the next update on like how things are going, real life stories, um, (laughs) what our take on it. And then also like where we were in the progression of trip planning out the rest of this year and big question mark are we truly stopping after one year or are we continuing so you'll continue to find out those kind of stories and updates every third episode and so then on episode two (laughs) and then on episode five today going to be a little bit of a smorgasbord you're going to hear from my super special guest Riley again, which is really exciting. And then I'm also going to tell a little bit about some current trip updates, real life stories of how (laughs) we are notorious for having to drive really long distances for dog food. So just real life RV woes um, and a snap into our life. And then I'm also going to tell a story of a good neighbor. Neighbors Um, Loving your neighbor is so important to me. It's just been something that has been put on my heart for many, many years, actually more than a decade. I am an avid journaler. I will tell more about that, but I recently went back and read journals from like 10 years ago when I was graduating college. And I wrote that like, those were my goals were to like be in community and, and be participating with like neighbors and like loving them. And so here I am more than a decade later and it's still very passionate to me. So I want to share those stories. I want to share these stories that we are encountering along the way where it's just like (laughs) there, how can you not, how can you not believe in God? (laughs) Like just the way that he places people in the right place at the right time, um, to be able to connect and especially when they really need it. Um, it's just so beautiful to me. So it's going to be different stories that will just make you feel good. Like some good news. I don't know if anyone ever watched that during the pandemic. It's like a, some good news episode. Okay. Very family friendly. Listen to it with your whole family if you want. Um, but that's going to be episode, the second episode. (laughs) So like episode two, episode five and so on. And then on my third episode, I, it just, it came out of my mouth. It made me almost want to vomit, to be really honest, to talk so personally about my weight loss and my weight gain and then me making peace with my body and how that is still to this day, a daily journey and a daily process. But the way that I take care of myself today versus the way that I I didn't even take care. Like, let's just be really honest. Like I was just obsessed with whatever it took to lose weight and, and sharing that process and how that has changed my life in so many different ways. It yes, definitely started with weight, but where it went from there, that was only God, like only God can (laughs) navigate your life in a way that he did mine. And it's really just a story of me finally finally letting go of this control that I thought I had, the control that I thought I had over my weight, the control that I had, I thought over my life circumstances, um, how I thought the grass was definitely going to be greener in Franklin, Tennessee, moving from Spring Hill, like in all the ways that I thought I had control as I slowly let go of that control and fell more into what God had planned for me. This is where my life has has gone. (laughs) So it is crazy for sure. But I need to tell that story because you don't just pack up your stuff, sell most of your belongings, 
and live in an RV full time because you had it all together and life was grand. <laughs> like this is this is our great like reset. This is us tapping out and saying we don't know what we're doing. Like be, but we're not doing it right. We're not enjoying life. We're not enjoying each other and we're not making those memories that we want to make while Riley is still young. So <laughs> needless to say, we <laughs> have done a 180 and we are definitely making memories. So I just wanted to put this like disclaimer out because I want everyone to have a good idea of what to expect because there might be parts of the podcast that speak to you and there might be parts that don't. Discovering the balance and how I got to this point in my very personal story might not be your jam. And I don't take offense to that, but I'm not going to keep that from sharing my story because I think there are a lot of people and women especially that hear me on a lot of the things that I'm saying. So always feel free to reach out to me. I love hearing from people connections. It's, it's truly why I am doing this. So never hesitate to reach out to me. Um, you can find me on Instagram. (laughs) Maybe I need to start a mailing list. I think I should. Let me know your thoughts on that too. So let's talk some real life RV stories. We left last Monday from Mancus, Colorado with our pit stop in Durango to get new tires for the rig. And then we came down into New Mexico. So very North New Mexico. Um, And this was just to be a leisure week and to really just take some good rest and get ready for our busy few weeks ahead. So we arrive on Monday and our host checks us in. We weren't really sure how to read him at first. We've now had many conversations with Bill and he's one of the nicest people you could ever meet. But we get checked in and we get to our site and we are parking, we are unhitching, the whole process. I mean, it probably takes maybe 30 minutes Um, We usually leave Annie and Riley in the truck until we are disconnected from the rig. It just makes it easier. There's a lot of moving parts and you have to balance left to right. So it's, it's just a process. It's probably the most mentally draining part of the whole travel day. Um, the whole hitching up process and then unhitching. So we had just finished doing that and walked down to Grams and Pops site, which is just literally like 50 feet away. And we were talking with them and here comes Bill, the host, and he comes around and he's like, mm, I have some bad news. And we're like, okay, what? <laughs> and he's like, you don't have water. We're like, oh, great. Okay. All right. Well, he's like, but not the whole campground. It's just your site. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, do you have another site we could use? And he's like, no, we, we stay pretty booked. He's like, unfortunately, I don't have another site. He's like, but I'm pretty sure we can combine hoses and get you, get your fresh water tank filled. We're like, hey, that's great. Like, that's all we need. If we have water, we're good to go. So that afternoon, we got our fresh water tank filled. We met another host, which is literally just in the site next to us. They were leaving for a week because they were off and they are true explorers. They have a fifth wheel and a pop-up. So they took their pop-up somewhere else. Really cool to see people have such a sense of adventure, even when they're like host at a campground. I just love it so much. So we filled up our water tank and we were good to go. So that night we're cooking dinner and Riley, one of his many responsibilities is to refill 
the cereal container that we keep Annie's dog food in because it's really small. Like it's, it's intended to like hold a big bag of cereal. Um, you might wonder, Hmm, why do you have to use a cereal container? Well, in an RV, you're lucky to have room for your trash can (laughs) and ours, even where our trash can is. I don't love it. It's not ideal, but it is what it is. So having a giant bin of dog food readily accessible on a daily basis is just not feasible in an RV. So to get to the dog food bin, we send Riley because, you know, he's the smallest because you have to take both the cushions off of the kitchen table. Then there's a piece of um, plywood that you have to remove. It's just a really big process. And then you kind of have to like climb in because it's quite literally underneath the bench of the kitchen, like the kitchen table bench or whatever. So Riley gets in there and there is not even enough food to fill up half of the cereal container. And we're like, again, (laughs) like we cannot tell you how often this has happened to us. You would think that we would learn, but again, it comes down to the fact that you have to remove cushions and remove a piece of board to be able to even see this container. So you can see how it happens. <laughs> we one time trusted Riley's judgment and then found out that that was, that was poor as well. So Riley gets in there and he's like, there's not a lot of food. Now Annie's food is nothing crazy fancy. She eats from, it's just not carried at Walmart, PetSmart, or Petco. It's pretty much carried at any other pet store, just not those. So we've come into this scenario on more than one occasion. The last time it was actually in Arizona and the closest place was an hour and 15 minutes away. (laughs) We were like, nope, we'll go to Walmart and she will eat chicken and rice until we make it to a place that carries the food along our path. So in this situation, Monday night, Jeff looks it up and it's only 40 minutes away. It's in a town called Espinola. So he calls them and they have one bag left. So he secured it. And right then we arrive here on a Monday thinking we're going to have this whole week of leisure and immediately we're hit with, okay, well now there's one day where we're traveling into town, which is 40 minutes away. So it's things like that where you really take for granted living in a six and brick, which is, you know, a typical house. Um, You have the same grocery store. You have a place you go for your dog food or cat food. You have a vet. You have all of those things that you probably don't even realize you love so much. I mean, if you see me come into contact with a Kroger company, which happens often, thankfully, I am like the happiest person you've met. Because those little things matter. So it's definitely something that has been an example of us just having to go with the flow and being like, well, that's what we get. This is kind of a part of it. We don't have a neighborhood store right down the road. And sometimes we have to make extra trips just for the dog. Okay, this is probably my favorite part of the episode. This is where I bring back my super special guest, Riley. And he has actually come up with his own title for his segment. Riley, first of all, say hello to everybody. Hello. Hello. Um, What have you decided to call your super special segment? I have decided to call my segment 
Riley talks about that. Riley talks about that. I love it. Straight to the point, right? Yeah. So on this first official segment, I guess we will call it, of yours, we're going to keep it really basic and we're going to, I'm going to ask you two very simple questions. Okay. I'm going to start with the negative though, because you know. We want to end on a happy note. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So Riley, we are nine months into this RV lifestyle. What is the number one thing that you dislike about what we are doing? I dislike dishes. (laughs) Out of everything, dishes is dishes. Is, what is it about dishes that just is the number one dislike? Well, it's just that they are constant. We don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> no, we don't and have a dishwasher. I'm really the dishwasher. You're the dishwasher I or know. the dish dryer? Dish dryer. You're a really good dish dryer. Hmm. You're pretty quick. Can I make some money off it? <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure your life is a vacation. I think you're good. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But back to a point. Yes. Dishes are constant for sure. Because one, we don't have a lot of duplicates, do we? We only have like one casserole dish, one cookie sheet, you know. There's... You love cookies. I do love cookies. That's why you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I do love cookies. But you're right. We pretty much have to finish a meal and clean everything because... We're going to need it for the next meal, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely constant. But hey, I think you have pretty good company when you're doing dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mom's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the negative. I, I will give it to you. You used to not ever have to dry a dish, and now you dry a lot of dishes. Every single one. Every single one. So, what is your number one like about this lifestyle then? Well, what I like the most is now that we are going through deserts, forests, and all sorts of habitats, mm-hmm. I get to see different type of animals. Oh, you love animals. Yes. And so, we, I get to see desert animals, forest animals, grassland animals. Yes. What animal are you really excited for that you will not stop talking about? Bison. Bison. When are we going to see those? Where? In Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Well, we I... We would... In Yellowstone, I would say we would have to be able to see, I don't know, at least a thousand bison. A thousand? Well, they're wow. just everywhere. That's what we hear. They're everywhere. I was there when I was about five years old, and even I remember them being everywhere. Very cool. I do agree. For somebody who loves animals, that has to be a great part of this because we've been in the desert. We've seen all sorts of desert animals, and now not that in the desert there aren't that many animals. Though. No, not during the day, right? No, no. Most of them are night creatures. That's true. We've not seen kernel. evidence of them, haven't yes. we? Yes. More they, evidence. More. They are really nocturnal animals. Correct. Which. We don't want to be messing with the desert animals. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I loved... Especially those rattlesnakes. <laughs> Especially those rattlesnakes. Yes. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much for your first segment. Cannot wait to have you on in another three episodes for your second official segment. Thank you so much for coming by. Bye. Bye.
So if you've been a diehard follower (laughs) and tuned in to all four episodes thus far, then you've probably heard a common theme, which is that of the importance of community, of us all connecting with one another, and then overall just being a good neighbor. So in this episode, I will tell a story of how we are seeing people be good neighbors in real life, whether it is a story of us being on the receiving end or the giving end or just being a simple bystander. We see it all the time in this lifestyle and it's so beautiful and I just want to share some positive out in this world. We've all had a really really interesting last year. It's been hard. It has been different. And I think everybody could benefit from a little bit more positivity. But today I wanted to spend a little time about how I felt led to speak about these kind of things and where that really stems from. And you know, it's funny. I, for the last few years, um, I would say approaching three years. Um, I've really tried to listen more, (laughs) to take things that are said to me or brought to my attention and be more in tune with them. And it's my belief that the Holy Spirit works through other people, works through me. And I try to I try to make time for the things that come my way. And today actually is a real life one. So I'm actually recording this on Sunday, but my dear ex coworker, Lisa, um, she sent a text this morning to myself and my other coworker, Jameson, sharing about her church service and them starting a new um, series and it was going to be on the parables and that it really spoke to her and then she asked in a specific way um, how we could be praying for her and it just uh, it makes me miss her so much you know you always think the grass is always greener and the three of us worked together for six plus years And we were like family. And oh man, on Monday mornings, nothing like coming to work and being able to share church stories, church lessons that we had heard. And it it, it was just always a highlight. Like it was a joy, a joyful part of our Monday morning. So I really, really do miss it. So her sending a text telling us that it's going to be a good series. The last time she told me it was a good series was just earlier this year. And it was fantastic. So I was already listening um, to my church and I was like, you know what? I really feel like I need to make time for this today. So I (laughs) did not get to do my circuit workout with Jeff. Um, I got to talk to my sister during that time. And so while I was doing my workout, I tuned in and treated that church episode, church service, like a podcast. And I listened in and then I ended up finishing it later today as I was waiting for my hair to dry. So I made time for it. And I'm so glad that I did because it's truly an example of what, um, my passion for sharing stories and 
really promoting this idea of being a good neighbor, a light in our world, um, it's because there was a seed planted a really long time ago. And I don't know what planted it, but I know that it was there. And the way that I want to share that with you is to let you know I am actually a huge journaler. <laughs> um, on my healthiest of days, I journal every day. Um, I definitely go in and out of it depending on how busy we are. And there was a period of time where I didn't journal at all. Um, And sadly, it was most of Riley's early years. So that alone breaks my heart. (laughs) Um, But recently, as in last year, I was able to look back and read journals from 10 years prior. (laughs) So to give you an idea or a glimpse into where I was, I was 23 years old, about to graduate from UT Chattanooga, and I had already landed a job in Charleston, South Carolina with Enterprise Winter Car. So I was graduating with a degree in entrepreneurship, which you get a degree in entrepreneurship and you learn that unless you're made of money, you're not just going to all of a sudden graduate and be an entrepreneur. <laughs> and with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, they have the reputation that if you are able to make it, much less succeed there, then you can pretty much handle most situations. And I have stories for days from my experience at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, <laughs> but maybe more to come on that another time. So I have landed a job and I am, of course, bright eyed and bushy, just thinking I, I own this. I mean, I am, I'm an adult. (laughs) I am an adult and I am grown up. (laughs) Oh, how little I knew. But when I was reading this journal, among all of the (laughs) immaturity that was there, there was also this desire to ultimately find a job where I could be in the community and be a positive influence on my neighbors and to love them well. And how crazy it is that 10 years later, I had already received my certificate from Abundant Yoga School. And when I tested for my yoga certificate, I did a series on loving your neighbor and Mr. Rogers. (laughs) So it's a seed that was planted that I think I really lost sight of. Again, I have mentioned the carrots that I used to chase, whether that was a diet or a neighborhood or a lifestyle that I thought would bring joy. I think I really lost sight of things that really make me light up, that make me want to share and really you know, be a part of something. And being a good neighbor is that for me. So this is my space to be able to share that. And I really truly hope that it can be a positive part of your day and encourage you to find ways to love the neighbors that are around you, whether that is the grocery clerk or the person doing your uh, checking you in at the doctor's office, wherever it is, wherever it is, you already have so much in common with these people. You know, this week alone, we are in a campground in North New Mexico in the middle of nowhere. And lo and behold, there's somebody with Rutherford County tags, which is a neighboring county of our home. 
And it's just a great example of how immediately you don't even know this person, but you feel so connected because they're from the same place you are from. That alone gives you so much in common. So try to look around and see all that you do have in common and be a good neighbor today. Okay, that about wraps up episode five. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you haven't followed at Diesel Dolly's Great Escape, Jeff does a fantastic job of posting all of our adventures, campgrounds, you name it, he posts it. You can also follow me at Kayla Made New, but it's mostly just podcast updates and corresponding pictures to the episodes. So be sure to check both of those out and I will talk to you next week.